Welcome to the How To Dressage podcast, and in today's episode, we're going to look at how to ride a good canter to halt transition. So when you begin riding at British dressage medium level and above, some dressage tests require you to enter the arena in collected canter and halt at X directly from the canter. But how do you ride this transition? And what is the dressage judge looking for? That's what we're going to talk about in today's podcast episode. Now the canter to halt transition on the centre line is a very challenging movement and there's plenty that can go wrong. Now the judge is looking for the following. So firstly they want to see a balanced and uphill canter with a straight and accurate centre line. And then they want to see a balanced, straight, smooth and direct transition into the halt. And the halt needs to be straight and square and also be immobile. The horse needs to remain attentive to the rider's aids during the halt. So during this transition, what can go wrong? Well, quite a lot. Common mark losing faults with this exercise include the following. So the canter is on the forehand. The rider enters the arena to the right or left of the centre line. The horse may push his quarters out to evade engagement, making him crooked on the centre line. The transition into halt could become unbalanced. The halt could be crooked and not four square. The horse could step backwards in the halt to keep his balance. The horse could throw his head up and hollow through his back as he makes the transition. He could drop his pole during the halt or come against the contact. And the horse could trot or walk before the halt. The transition could be too abrupt or the horse could be tense. So as you can see, the canter to halt transition is a deceptively difficult exercise with plenty of opportunities for things to go wrong and for you to lose marks. So now let's move on to talk about how you can avoid losing those marks and how you go about riding a good canter to halt transition. So firstly, let's talk about the prerequisites, because before you can begin riding a canter to halt transition, there are a few things that need to be in place first. So the horse must have a balanced and uphill canter. He must also have an understanding of the half halt and be responsive to the rider's seat aids. He must also have the ability to transfer weight onto his hind legs and also be able to execute a smooth and seamless canter to walk transition with ease. Now once you have all those qualities established, you can then start working on the canter to halt transition. Now to begin with, and to help make the exercise a little bit easier, you should start by riding the canter to halt transition on the long side of the arena, rather than on the centre line. By riding on the long side, you give yourself the arena boundary, which will help you keep the horse straighter, until he is established and confident enough to be able to do it in the middle of the arena on the centre line. So now let's go into the steps. So step number one is first to prepare the canter, because if the canter is poor, then the transition will also be poor too. 
So make sure that the collected canter has plenty of impulsion and that the horse is in an uphill balance. Make sure that you are riding the horse from back to front using your legs and containing the energy that you create in an elastic contact. Now you want to think about creating energy rather than speed. Now if the horse is slow to react to your leg, then make lots of transitions within the canter to shorten and lengthen the stride. Now if your horse is running away with you, then ride lots of canter to walk and walk to canter to keep him back on his hocks and to keep his attention on you. Now your next step, step number two, is to keep the horse straight. So to prevent the horse from pushing his quarters out, ride the long side of the arena in a very slight shoulder four positioning. Shoulder four is a great way of keeping the horse straight and preventing crookedness. Now moving on to step number three, which is to use half halts to prepare and further engage your horse. So if you decide where you want to ride the transition, for example, you could decide to ride it B or E, as you approach the marker, use half halts to warn your horse that you are about to ask him to do something. Now half halts also help to bring the horse's hocks more underneath him, which will make for a more balanced transition into the halt. Now continue collecting and engaging the horse's stride over a few steps, maintaining the impulsion and the jump of the canter. And then as you prepare to ride the transition, gradually stop following the horse's movement with your hips. Now when you're schooling at home, it can be helpful to use your voice aids in preparation for the halt when your horse is in the early stages of learning this transition. But remember that you cannot use your voice during a dressage test. So once your horse starts to get the hang of it, you need to remove the voice aid. And next, step number four, which is to ride the actual canter to halt transition. Now, as you reach your chosen marker, you're going to drop your heels and sit deeper in the saddle. Stretch your upper body up taller, but don't lean backwards and breathe out deeply to create an extra abdominal push. Now keep your legs on, but keep them passive without squeezing. Now you want to think halt, but don't use too much hand or drag the horse into halt because the transition will be abrupt rather than smooth. You should focus on riding the transition more from your seat and not from pulling back on the reins. Now ideally, you want the horse to halt without taking any walk steps. But if necessary, while the horse is learning this exercise, you might want to allow him to walk for a stride or two if that helps him to keep his balance and straightness. This also helps teach the horse that he should be moving forwards into the transition. And then as your horse's strength and understanding of the movement develops, you can then start to ask for a more direct transition into halt without any walk steps. Now this takes us on to step number five, which is whilst you're in the halt. Now as soon as the horse halts, you're going to soften your rein aids and relax your shoulders, but still maintain a light contact with your legs and rein. Now this is essential because it tells the horse that you want him to remain attentive but also to stand still. 
Now don't get tense or fidget because the horse might anticipate moving off or even worse, he could take a step backwards. And then step number six is you're going to practice the salute. Now, although that sounds strange, it's important that you practice saluting once you've halted because marks are often lost during the salute because the horse often comes off the aids, sticks his head in the air, walks forwards and assumes he's finished his work for the day. So it's a really good idea to practice your salute at home and ensure that the horse remains motionless for at least five seconds before you ask him to move off again. So now we've covered the steps let's have a look at a bit of troubleshooting. Because as we talked about earlier, there's lots of things that can go wrong with the canter to halt transition. And here are some of the most common faults and fixes. So the first one is that the halt is not square. Now in theory, if the horse is engaged and straight, then the halt should be square every time. However, some horses develop a bad habit of not halting square and you'll need to correct that immediately in your homeschooling or you'll lose marks every time you enter a test. So, as your horse halts, take a quick look down at his shoulders. If his shoulders are equal, then the horse's front legs are standing square. However, if you can see that one shoulder is behind the other, then the halt is not square. Now, you make the horse's shoulders square by asking the horse to step forwards. Never ask the horse to step backwards to make the halt square. Because if the horse steps back in the halt during a dressage test, you will be given a very low mark. Now, in general, horses are more likely to halt with a hind leg trailing rather than unsquare shoulders. And this usually happens because the transition to halt is not ridden forward, so the horse does not step through into the halt, leaving a hind leg behind. Now, if the horse loses a hind leg in the halt, then gently nudge the horse with your leg on the side of the trailing leg, or flick him gently with your whip, asking him to step up. Now, during a dressage test, if your horse does not halt square, then it may be best to leave it alone, as trying to correct it under the pressure of competition could make matters worse and lose you even more marks. Now, only you know how your horse is likely to respond, so it's up to you to decide if you should correct it or if you should leave it and work on improving the canter-to-halt transition in the relaxed environment of your home arena. But when you are practising at home, it's a good idea to ask for a square halt every time. Now, if you need any more help with halting or correcting a halt that isn't square, we do have a podcast episode and an article dedicated to this topic. So just search for how to ride a good halt in our archives. Now, moving on to the next fault, and that is a crooked halt. Now, this generally happens because of the natural sequence of the canter gate and because the horse pushes his hindquarters inwards to prevent engaging and taking the weight behind. Now to correct the problem, you should use a half halt to collect and balance the horse on approach to the transition. Now you can also use a very slight shoulder fall position to help you keep control of the quarters and to make the canter more uphill. Now if you do feel the horse's quarters sliding out to one side, 
you should move the shoulders in the same direction as the quarters to straighten the horse. What you don't want to do is you don't want to push the quarters across because that will unbalance the horse and he will most likely swing his haunches too far in the opposite direction and you end up playing a game of ping pong pushing the horse's quarters from side to side. So you should always correct by placing the shoulders in front of the quarters and not the other way around. Now the next common problem that we're going to talk about is that the horse fidgets in the halt. Now if you have a hot horse that's keen to get on with the job, you might find that it doesn't want to stand still. Now in dressage, when you halt at X, you are required to show immobility for a few seconds before moving off. Now if the horse moves forward or backwards before the halt is properly established, you will lose marks. Now, curing this habit is really just a question of practicing your halt and salute at home whilst you are schooling. So ride frequent transitions to halt so your horse learns that this is part of his work and he needs to stand still and wait for your next instruction. Now, if the horse steps backwards, then ride him forwards immediately and ask for the halt again. Now, keep your legs on in the halt and make sure that your hand is not too fixed or blocking, as that could cause the horse to back away from the contact. Now, if your horse is particularly hot, then only ask him to stand still for a few seconds in the beginning before rewarding him and riding forwards. Because demanding that a hot horse stands still for an extended period of time can create tension, which is what we do not want. So ask for a few seconds, reward and ride forwards again and then gradually you can extend the amount of time he needs to stand still for as he becomes more accepting of the exercise. Okay now the last fault we're going to talk about is anticipation. Now lots of horses begin to anticipate halting every time you ride down the centre line And that can cause big problems with the canter to halt transition. Because if the horse anticipates halting at X, then he will begin to lose impulsion in the canter, which will cause him to lose engagement and that will result in an unbalanced transition and a halt that is most likely not square or straight. So when you're schooling at home, don't ride a halt every time you come down the centre line. Instead, try riding a medium canter or a canter-trot-canter transition to keep your horse attentive and thinking forwards. Now, when practising the canter-to-halt transitions, do them at various places around the arena to prevent the horse from anticipating. So to wrap this episode up, the canter-halt transition is required in dressage tests from British dressage medium level onwards. Now this is a challenging exercise that's much more technically demanding than it seems at first glance. Now to get a good mark, the centre line must be straight and accurate, the collected canter must be balanced, engaged, energetic and uphill, and the transition must be balanced and the halt must be straight, square and maintained. Now if you can get all those elements right, then you are sure to get a very good mark. Now, if you have any questions when it comes to this podcast episode, or if you have any other hints and tips that you would like to share with us, then please do so in the comments box at the bottom of the relevant blog post on our website. 
And to make sure that you don't miss out on any of our other books, training diaries, free stuff and competitions, please don't forget to like and follow us on our other social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter and Pinterest. We truly appreciate you for taking the time to listen to our podcast and we hope that you got a lot from it. For more, don't forget to check out our articles and other free stuff which is available on our website howtodressage.com and pop by Amazon for our range of dressage books, planners and diaries to help you stay on track with your competitions and training. Bye for now.